Welcome to HP Critical, a podcast where me and my friends talk about all things gaming. I'm your host to this week, Brandon, and I'm joined by Jarrell. Hi. This topic we're going to be talking about today is kind of an interesting one. Uh, as of this recording, yesterday there was a there was a new Sony State of Play, the final one for 2019. In fact, uh, followed on the same day, no less, by an Indie World uh, Nintendo Direct. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Not those two specifically, but in general, we're going to be talking about State of Plays and Nintendo Directs, I suppose. Um, so Nintendo, you know, they've been doing their Directs for a while now. I'm going to say, I think one of the earliest ones, like either 2013, 2014. It was a nice way of delivering these short videos a few times over the year. Uh, information direct to us, and that's why they're called Nintendo Directs, about upcoming like games, or maybe they'll do a specific game-based one. And that became very popular. To the point now, a whole bunch of companies are doing it. Uh, most notably, Sony's doing their state of plays, you know, which is very much the same concept uh, based on upcoming products for a Sony. Xbox does it to kind of a limited degree with the inside Xbox thing. And uh, Stadia, before it came out, was doing the Stadia Connects. But basically, we're going to be focusing on the two main ones, Nintendo Directs and the Sony state of play. And we're going to be basically talking about what makes them good objectively and what makes them good subjectively. So we're going to start with objectively. And uh, Jarrell, in your opinion, what makes a good, uh, either or, it doesn't matter, Nintendo Direct or State of Play, what makes them good to you objectively speaking? Um, so there are a few things that I look for whenever I'm watching a State of Play or a Direct or uh, any one of those things. Uh, the biggest one is for brand new. I think one of the ways to to judge the success of these are giving us brand new things um, that we're not going to see anywhere else. And I think that's uh, why uh, Nintendo Directs do so well. Uh, just because, uh, and I'm, I won't go into details yet, but <laughs> Nintendo's always just throwing a bunch of stuff at us. And like, at least, usually at least half of it is brand new. It's true. So I think, like I said, one of the biggest things is showing us brand new things. Uh, also, of course, fan service. Uh, anything that can give us what we want is always a good thing. Um, I think being concise and being detailed are also very important because if you're, you know, if the the PlayStation uh, presentation state of play is just a bunch of stuff with no release dates, it's not as great as, you know, something that Nintendo uh, would put out that has, you know, coming this fall or something like that. So I think um, being concise, because yeah. nobody wants to sit there for 30... I, no one ever wants to go through the whole uh, Nintendo reveal where we had... Um, Rapid uh, uh, Galarian Ponyta with that 24-hour stream just for Oh, that. yeah. That was an interesting way to announce it, for sure. So nobody wants to go through that. So, you know, concise is important and um, detail-oriented and new. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, basically, um, a lot of what I think is a good objective state of player or direct or what have you, very, very similar, uh, reveals, like, new stuff – that gets people talking because, you know, no one really knows what to expect out of these out of these things. Um, Nintendo's been doing it for a while, so they've 
they've gotten into a good formula about it because there's been some there's been some not so great directs and there's been some amazing directs and not even all the, and all of that doesn't even necessarily have to do with what they showed it's how they formatted it i think that ever since they started doing the whole um uh slideshow or broadcasting you know where it's kind of like slides to the next topic i think that's been the best thing for it because it helps with um with it being concise like you mentioned you know they don't they're not going to spend they're less likely to spend too much time on it if they need to get to the next part of the presentation going down the list onto the side there and i noticed that with the most recent state of play they uh, they started doing that as well where it's just like one little um logo and then when they're done talking about it they move on to the next i think that's a very good way to do it because it doesn't spoil necessarily what's coming next while also bringing excitement to what's like how many things do they have how long is this going to be it's interesting because then you know, concise. Exactly. You, you you put it out greatly. They need to not spend too long on it because people have different interests. I think a good direct or state of play has a variety of stuff for consumers while keeping it concise. And uh, the only real difference to that is we're, we're going to get into that into our subjective one for sure. But um, yeah, surprises. If there's a hotly anticipated game, you know – it's uh, it's it's definitely to your benefit to like give some more information about it. I guess the more they want to focus on it, the more time they spend. Nintendo will sometimes with their direct say, "Hey, tune into this direct with special gameplay by Mario Tennis Aces." That tells you right off the bat there's going to be a little more talked about Mario Tennis Aces than normal, so you're expecting that, and expectations are an important part of it as well. But I guess with that being said, you know, surprises, keeping things concise, having a nice variety of things. Let's go into uh, what we think makes a good subjective one. Drew, you tell you told me a little bit before the podcast that your objective and subjective is almost the same, if not exactly the same. But can you elaborate that a little more? Yeah, I, I look for the same things that I mentioned um, objectively. Right. And I think that is what makes me uh, so excited about seeing a state of play or a uh, uh, Nintendo Direct. It's always, I think Nintendo is one of the, I, I think they really set the bar with how these are supposed to go because like I, like I mentioned, they do a very good job at showing us brand new stuff all the time. And a lot of times, one of my, one of the things that I love about Nintendo is that whenever they show us one of these, everything that we're gonna, that we see, we're gonna get, um, pretty soon. I think they do a stellar yes, job. That's true. At like, okay, you know, this is, I, I, we can look at Pokemon. I don't remember the exact details right now, but, we, you know, we saw a direct with the starters in the same year that we got the game, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. And and, and Smash was a similar thing. <laughs> it's funny. I just referenced that um direct about the Mario Tennis Aces. That was the direct where they announced that Smash existed. Like uh, everyone was yes. just like, oh yes. yeah, everyone was like, oh well, Mario Tennis Aces. If you're excited, if you were excited for that game, then you were gonna invested regardless. But if you weren't and you were just, and you just wrote off the direct, it's like, oh well, it'll probably be, it'll probably be okay. It'll spend a lot of time Mario Tennis, and then Smash. I'm like, Woo-hoo-hoo. that's the one I couldn't watch live, and I was so mad that I missed that reveal live. But you know, anyways. It's really amazing. Um, I personally am a, I'm very excited about new things because, you know, uh, n- we obviously get Nintendo Directs for E3, and with E3 sure. seemingly going um, out the door <laughs> as the years yeah. go by, um, this is all we have to look forward to. And I think, yeah, I think Sony stepping out of E3 was a great idea, and focusing more on the state of play was also a great idea because they didn't have enough to show at this year's E3, but we right. still got, you know, uh, things that we were looking forward to. Um, you know, I think one of their best state of plays was Final Fantasy VII. 
Um, yeah, and I agree. like the, the reveal of that. And even this last one, you know, had it not been leaked, we would have gotten Resident Evil 3 remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC with the addition of Final Fantasy characters in it. And like it yeah. would have like blown up the internet. So I think that they've been progressively getting better at showing the audience's hype items. Um, uh, and, and giving us little tidbits of what we're looking forward to. Um, so I think uh, that is a, a pretty big thing that I look for subjectively. Brand new stuff, um, which includes remakes. Like um, like this this last state of play would have been amazing had I not already you know seen the leaks. Um, right, because exactly. that that was all. Even though even though the Kingdom Hearts stuff is just DLC, it was brand new. Like we hadn't heard or seen any of this stuff before. So that and Nintendo just keeps, you know, throwing it out of the park with such unexpected stuff. I think unexpected is also a really big deal because there are a bunch of indie titles in these directs um, that like no one is like the cadence of Hyrule. Like what? Yeah. Like what was that? Um, Panzer Dragoon. I know like people love that game apparently. Like what is that? Like it's just a bunch of... I, I hate to use the word nonsense because that's not what I think it is, but like, it's just, it could be anything. Like, uh, Effie, Effie Encore, what, what is Oh, he? oh, Tokyo Mirage Session Yes, Sharp thank you. FE. Yes, like, what? Like, we're getting that for Switch now? And we found out. Yes. And I oh my god, I'm so happy this comes to Switch. But anyway. Like, these are all, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, subjectively and objectively are pretty much the same thing for me. Brand new things, uh, being concise, because please don't make me watch another 24-hour stream for one Pokemon. Like, I think that was the worst uh, part of marketing for uh, Sword and Shield that they, that they did, because I, I love the rest of the marketing. So, you know, being concise, being detail-oriented, and showing off brand new things. For sure, for sure. So subjectively, I guess for me... Uh, you know, come to think of it, a lot of it is kind of uh, similar to me. But the only reason why I would even say so is because not this state of play, not the one that just aired, uh, but the one before that, the one that kind of ended with Last of Us Part Two at last, finally getting like gameplay and then the, and then the release date, which uh, got delayed a week later. But anyways, um, the reason why is because that state of play did absolutely zero for me personally, besides The Last of Us Part Two. But I still felt it was a good state of play. It did everything that exactly as you know. I think a state of play should. They put out a bunch of game announcements. Um, they kept it very concise. They showed that a lot of stuff's coming, and it wasn't too long a state of play either. And then they, you know, they started off with a new project that no one knew about, and then they ended off with something that I know a lot of people were looking forward to. So everything about it was green. Yeah, this is a good state of play. But I didn't really care. And that's why, and and I felt bad for not caring, but it was that that's how I felt about it. I like I, I like the like the, the way I felt like for the first time in my life, I think I understood. I I, I felt myself into the mindset of someone that hated a direct that I personally loved. And what we were talking about, as far as like what directs, what makes a good direct, is like having a nice variety of stuff. You know, I love that about Directs. Even if I'm not going to play, like, half of the games that are on the Nintendo Direct, I'm still happy that they exist. There's a wide variety of stuff out there. You have, like, live sim games with like, Animal Crossing. you got your RPGs. you got your platformers with, like, Mario. You, if Depending on what year you're watching it, and you may even get some Legend of Zelda stuff, for example. Just, like, give, give examples. And, of course, 
third-party stuff as well. You'll probably get the greatest variety within the third-party games coming to Switch, especially since everything is coming to Switch these days, it seems like. You're going to get, you'll probably get an announcement of a surprise port that you never thought was coming. Jedi Outcast coming to Switch, for example? Who saw that coming? But that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's a wide variety of stuff from ports to different genres to whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, like, State of Play was the same thing. So, like... I'm asking myself almost as much as I'm asking you, why didn't I appreciate it when they did it with, with Sony? I have a PlayStation 4. I play games on that. Like, it's it's weird to think about. You know, I, I don't know if you remember, but I spoke on this um, in our chat because uh, I thought that that one was great. And I mentioned, I did too. <laughs> and I mentioned that I think a lot of people were going into it with an expectation of uh, Nintendo direct as opposed to a state of play and i was very you know uh, kind of sad and disappointed that everyone didn't love it as much as i did because i actually loved the direct um i thought that they did a really good job at showing us brand new things that we hadn't seen before we got um oh my god what was uh that game in the beginning with the humanity it's called humanity yes humanity. Um, that's what it's called yes thank we you. got humanity which like i was like what is this everyone was kind of like buzzing about what is this it, it ended up being a game because we got it for the for the um, uh, uh, advertisement, and then it ended up being a game. So I was like, "Oh, that's cool! Brand new title um, from a studio that we've uh, known before." So that was interesting. Um, we got Call of Duty. At, uh, obviously, Call of Duty is always a great one. Modern Warfare's campaign, which looked amazing. The trailer for for Modern Warfare looked really, really good. Um, so that was yep. a big highlight. That's a, a big game, a big highlight of the the state of play. Um, depending, of course, if you play that type of game there was a rise which looked really interesting it was another one of those um indie titles and then we had uh the death stranding ps4 pro bundle which was beautiful it <laughs> i was freaking amazing. out when i saw it um uh, and then we got the playstation plus lineup um which i don't remember exactly what was mentioned in it at the time yeah i don't i, don't um, either, I think it i know it was the last of us remastered was one of them I don't yes yes you're right that was the one I don't remember what the second thing was, but that's also a really big one. Um, I know you can get it for super cheap, but now, obviously, if you're signed up for PlayStation Plus, you get it for free, which led up to yep. the big uh, Last of Us 2 footage, which everyone had been waiting for. Um, so I think, like, it it had big titles. You got Call of Duty, you had Last of Us, it had indies, um, it had new games, it was concise, we got information, we got a release date. Uh, I don't I don't know why it wasn't as hyped as I feel like it should have been. Um, and I, 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 of course, it can obviously just be interest because I can say the same thing about Nintendo Directs. Like, I watch sure, Directs exactly. with everyone and I'm just like, mm, guys, this is just a bunch of NDs and a bunch of remakes. And, uh, I'm, you know, they're not things that I'm interested in. I, I think um, the last two state of plays, this one and the one before, have been better than the Nintendo Directs. Uh, just because, you know, I don't care about Luigi's Mansion. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're no, you're good. And I think and that's uh, and that's a, and that's a good, interesting point, too, because, like, I think a large part of, like, um, regardless of its quality, whether you like it or not, it's really just going to depend on what you want to see. It, it's a hit or miss for some people because the, the benefits of both State of Plays and Directs is it's a wide variety of stuff. Even if it's a game you really, really like, it, it may overall be a, like a, not a great... Like, I, I remember Toby 
back uh, E3 when they had that E3 that was all about Smash. Now, I personally, uh, we're, we're talking pure subjective. I loved it because I love Smash. Yeah, me too. But if you don't like Smash, that might have been the worst E3 presentation you've ever watched. And you know what? It wasn't even that he didn't like Smash. He just thought that they spent way too much time on Smash. And that is yes. another thing that I, I, separ- I have a problem with, with uh, some of Nintendo Directs. Um, some of the Nintendo Directs. Because um, it can seem very weird when they're like, we're going to give you 15 minutes of Pokemon. And then it's like, I, I think the first one was like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of the uh, reveal of the starters. And then that was it. And, you know, I personally yeah. don't mind that. But I know people that were just like that, like that was kind of pointless. Um, so and, and I get that. So I think uh, Nintendo Directs have a weird way that they sit with the way that they're um, that they're set up because sometimes it'll be 30 minutes. Some, you know, the, the Terry smash presentation was 45 minutes. Um, and then you have a Pokemon one for 15 minutes. You got animal crossing for 10 minutes. It's, um, it's so weird because sometimes it doesn't well, feel like we get enough information. And sometimes feel like you get too much, but yeah, exactly. What, but that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier though. Uh, just because like what I meant, what I meant earlier when I said Nintendo has been getting better with their directs aside from their format is also how they announce it. Like, for example, the ones where they specifically go out of the way to say, and a specific game in there, you'll know right off the bat that it's going to have an extended thing on it. So that helps expectations, because if you just go in raw saying, like, tune in for a new Nintendo Direct at 40 minutes or whatever, and then you get, like, 15 minutes on one game, it's like, well, no one told me I was going to be spending this much time on this one game I didn't care about, you know. I'll give you a good example. There was a Direct, I I don't know if they had announced this beforehand, but they they spent like about 10 minutes on Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now, if they had announced that it was going to spend that much time, then at least people under- knew, understood that. But if you didn't care about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you're just sitting there like, when's the next thing? You know what I'm saying? And that's a, and that's a large part of it. And with the ter- and with the Terry thing you're talking about, they uh, announced that, hey, after this presentation, we got a whole spread on Terry. If you want to watch that, you can watch it. If you don't care, then you, know, you can do something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't think that was a bad thing. I think it was very smart to say, "Hey, this is going to be 45 minutes of Terry." Um, and of course, the internet was like, "Oh, maybe they're going to show off the new thing because there's no way that we could spend 45 minutes talking about a Smash character." Wrong. We spent 45 minutes talking about a Smash character. Talking about a character and the and the history of SNK. Exactly. And uh, the and, and the and the and the 30 cam heels on the stage and the like. No one knew why it was going to be 40 minutes, and then you find out why. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. Sakurai just loves SNK, and that's why it was 40 minutes. And all of the um, time was spent, and I think that's uh, that's cool. It's I don't I I just I believe that Sony. I for me, Sony has taken the formula, and they're getting better and better at it. And um, they are. Nintendo's getting a little stale at it. This is obviously just my own opinion. Um, just because sometimes, eh, no, never mind. I actually am going to retract what I just said. <laughs> uh, I take that back. Stale or I, I take back everything I just said. Um, I think Sony has been improving on the formula, and I think Nintendo has uh, also been improving on the formula a little bit. Um, I just 
I don't know what is considered a direct now. I guess everything. I guess, you know, 10 minutes of Pokemon and then, like, uh, uh, 15 minutes of every brand new game coming to the Switch. Those are obviously two very different calibers of directs, but, you know, they're all in the same category. So it's very weird to to judge them um, just based on the fact that they can be anything. That's that's a, that's another layer I want to talk about. Uh, but before I go into that... Um... Has Sony yet, as of yet, done a state of play that was focused on a game? No. That was focused on one game? No. They have not. Okay. That's something that they, yes, I think that's something that they should absolutely look into doing. Um, you know, doing a state of play on an upcoming game that's, that is, you know, like a full blowout. Or maybe not a full blowout, but you know what I'm saying. Like, give a little time to it. Because Nintendo, for their bigger games, have absolutely done that, where they know a big game is big. So they'll be like, tune in to this uh, direct for this game that's coming out. We know you want to hear about. Smash has had many directs to themselves because they know it's a big game. But sometimes they'll do that for a game that no one knows what, what the hell it is. Like, during the 3DS era, they had a Tomodachi Life direct. And people were like, what the hell is Tomodachi Life? Yeah. <laughs> and they went to go watch. That, by the way, is one of their best directs. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I Even that game, I dropped it after like a few weeks. But that direct is is a, is a treat to watch. But it's stuff like that. Like, I think those are the strongest ones where they do a direct based on this game that no one knows about or no one knows, that doesn't know enough about. Because then expectations are like all out there. Like, what is this? What is this going to be? Whereas if you already know about a game... I, that's the other thing about like game specific directs. I think most people that are gonna watch those have already decided that they're going to buy the game. They just want to hear more information about it. That those kind of directs rarely sell anyone new on whether a game because if they're not interested, then they may not even tune into the direct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, and I think that I think that doesn't work for state of play. Only because, like, I yeah, I think it'd be really cool if, you know, PlayStation decided to do a deep dive into a single game. But then I also think of all the indies coming to PlayStation that don't have a place to be shown off and they won't ever be shown off if they're not in a state of play. It's true. And then also, I, I that brings me back still to the issue that some people have with the directs when it's just like 10 minutes of Pokemon, you know, is not enough for some people, you know? Um, yeah. It, like, I, uh, I, I talked to people that were like, 10 minutes, what are you going to show? And then they, it was just literally like, you know, information starters end. And to me, it was, I was super hyped. Like, that was enough for me because I love Pokemon. But I also uh, talked to people that were just like, I feel like that was a waste of time. Like, they could have, you know, compiled that into a 30-minute um, one later on down the line or, you know. So, obviously, it's subjective. Either you're going to like it or you're not. But I, I do think that Sony not doing one that is focused does allow them to focus on their, you know, their VR, for example. A lot of the state of plays sure. have a bunch of stuff about VR. They could just have a full VR state of play, but um, there that would be weird because they're in a very particular position with VR, as in, like, they're the only real, like, big investment in VR, and you want to get as many people onto this VR train as possible, especially with the great sales that they had um, over Black Friday for the bundles. Um, yep. So, you know, people who are watching for The Last of Us or who are watching for Final Fantasy, every other game in there is free advertisement. So yeah, like, exactly. Like, of course, I'm gonna want to put my VR games in the in the beginning of this, right before Thanksgiving, and get people to go out and buy, you know, Black Friday VR, and know that these are the 
games that they get to play as opposed to just I know that everyone's only going to watch the final this for Final Fantasy so I'm only going to do Final Fantasy so I think for PlayStation it works really well to not focus on a single one whereas Nintendo it works really well to focus on a single one because they have so many first party um, titles that people care about and that they love yeah um, you got a point so and and that's not to say that PlayStation doesn't because of course obviously PlayStation does as well but Nintendo yeah. is, is like very we already know what these games are going to be so I think it, that kind of separates the two yeah I agree I guess I mean that's pretty much all, the, all there is to say about that I guess we can kind of like uh, well no I actually we do have one thing that we can end this uh, discussion off of um, so let's do it one by one, starting with the state of play. What do you think, Jarrell, that people look for in a state of play? What do you think makes us, let's say someone loves PlayStation so much, what are they looking for in a state of play? And what do you think uh, Sony could do better to make that make them happier? I'm 100% about to contradict myself with this answer to this question, <laughs> uh, which do. is I think that people look forward to specific games that they want to find out more about during a state of play, as in, you know, Final Fantasy VII, The Last of Us Two, etc. Because on the last couple state of plays, that's all everybody talks about. Like, they all only watch for, you know, the big titles that they want to hear about. Um, what could Sony do to make things better? Do specific... Only uh, FF7, only Last of Us, like, deep dives into <laughs> the game, like, how it's created, what we're looking forward to, screenshots, video, etc. Basically do exactly what I said they shouldn't do. <laughs> because that's oh what people God. want. And, you know, I completely understand what that's what people want. Aside from, like, a business standpoint, yeah, of course we want to watch, you know, 30 minutes of Final Fantasy VII Remake and having the producers dive into exactly what it is, seeing new footage, etc. So doing what I said they shouldn't, pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm I, I, for Sony. I guess I more or less agree. Like Sony, Sony players like there's a, there's a lot of good for Sony first party IPs, and there's a lot of just big games that have a strong affinity to Sony as well. Like for example, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, that's a timed exclusive to Sony for a full year before it'll likely go to like Xbox or um, PC and what have you. So that's pretty much a Sony property as of. Currently, at the very least. So yeah, people. If the, if you're if you if you're a Sony fan, then I'm sure you're just gonna want to see Last of Us too. You're gonna want to see your Final Fantasy VII. You'll see you wanna see your I don't know Uncharted Five or whatever the where the the sequel to God of War because there has to be a sequel after the way that first game ended or not first game but the first game of the pseudo reboot. But anyway, yes, they want to see more of that. That'll make them happier if they can just get those for a, a little bit longer. Those gameplay stuff that they really want. You know, a lot more people have VRs. Yeah, no, so objectively, I think they're doing just fine because while they're looking for the, what they really want, they may find something else that intrigues them as well. But they're probably just going to want to know more about the stuff they already care about. So, you know, there you are. Now, and then we'll, then Nintendo directs. So, Jarrell, subjectively, what do, game, what do hardcore Nintendo stands want to see in these directs? And you can talk, you can talk about general directs or game-specific directs. And what do you think Nintendo could do to make them feel better about the directs? Hardcore Nintendo fans are getting exactly what they want. They love every direct, no matter like, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what's in it. It can be crap, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, best direct ever!" Um, and I know from personal experience because that's what you guys do. 
I watch it direct, the same oh, one oh, that you guys watch, and I'm like, that was okay. And you're like, oh my god, that was amazing, look at this game. And I'm like, it was okay. I'm sorry. So I do think that... Oh, um, I, agree. I love it, I love it. People are very happy with the way directs go. Like, you know, as, as I've mentioned before, it kind of is the standard um, that everyone else is following. Uh, so, of course, they're doing something right. I think to continue to appease their fans i guess just keep doing what they're doing because like i said it's working out i mean for me it would be um actually no i i i i i think they're yeah i i kind of love what they what they do with the whole we're gonna tell you about something the same year that it's released which is still i think one of my favorite things about nintendo directs um i i, I guess i would like more structure from them um, they, which, as you mentioned before, they have improved on by, you know, the, the, the sliding cards of like, okay, this is what's coming up. Yes. Um, and then, you know, they'll, they'll also do their rapid fire list of like, there's 10 games that you're going to get in the next like two months or whatever. And uh, that's always good. Um, and uh, you know, compilations, like I, I think one of the most exciting things for me during the direct was the, um, reveal of Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy X-2, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy... Uh, oh, that was fun. That was fun. That like, was great. That was a great moment. Those unexpected, out-of-nowhere games and titles coming to the Switch, I think, are what really excites people. Um, more so even than the um, first-party titles. Just because... Obviously, we know we're going to get the first party titles. That's why we bought a Switch. Like, of course I bought sure. a Switch so I can play Mario Kart and, you know, Mario Party and Zelda and Metroid Prime 4 whenever that comes out and, you know, whatever. Like, that's the purpose. That's the point of me buying the Switch. I know that these games are coming. So I, I think um, what could make the directs better is uh, if they continue to do surprises. Like... At this point, everything is coming to Switch is, like, basically a real thing. Um, it's like when we got The Witcher 3 announced for Switch, everyone was hyped about that, you know? So to yeah. continue continuing, just giving us these out-of-left-field surprises, like Astral Chain out of nowhere, like, what, Platinum Games working on a game <laughs> for the Switch? What? That's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just I think just continuing on the... Here's a bunch of surprise things that no one was thinking about that are coming this year. And I think that's also why um, the Smash character reveals are so popular right now. Um, not only because of the characters, but just because they've been so out of left field. Or at least the first one. Like, nothing yeah. will ever top Joker's announcement in Smash. Not even the reveal of Smash, to me was as impactful as Joker and the rest of the crew breaking into the Game Awards and mentioning that they're going to be the great. first DLC pack. Like, that... I, nothing has ever topped that for me. So, things like... Moments like that are why Nintendo continues to win, because that was just such a... Like, never... No one had ever thought <laughs> that Joker from Persona 5, which is still considered, like, a niche, you know, game. Even, like, Fire Emblem is still considered a niche game, like, but we got, uh, uh, directs for that. But anyway, yeah, just continue. Uh, literally, like, that... Wow, I still get chills. I was just mentioning on Twitter, I still get chills. Every time I watch that video, I'm just like, I cannot believe this. Zach, Zach, had, tr Zach had trouble breathing after that announcement. It was so, so extreme. <laughs> It was so crazy. 
It was so crazy. And then, of course, we get an announcement of uh, Persona 5S coming to Switch. Yeah. Like, these are the things yeah. I'm talking about. Continue to, to surprise us with brand new titles coming to the Switch. And I know that was not, obviously, in a direct. That was um separate. But... I, yeah. But it's just topical. Yeah. Just, like, those. that Continuing up with the s- surprise announcements, the surprises coming to Switch, the things that... The, the, the variety. Continuing with the variety, because uh, Nintendo is very good at, like putting, you know, uh, Luigi's Mansion and then Fire Emblem and then Final Fantasy and then some random indie and, like, all of them will appeal to someone. Um, And I think that's kind of where they beat uh, PlayStation because, like, PlayStation's last Direct was very, very much action-adventure-centered. So um, uh, I guess if I were to talk about PlayStation, I guess I would say to widen their array if they have the games, which obviously they don't really because they don't have, you know, very many co-op titles. So, of course, Nintendo's always going to win on that front. But, yeah, just keep, keep, I guess, keep doing what they're doing and keep surprising us. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I'm more or less in a, in agreement here. Um, as far as yeah, and most Nintendo gamers love the directs, but but of course, but of course, there's always these um the crazy ones who, if they're not getting a Legend of Zelda thing in every single direct, they're angry. If they're not getting their Mario and everything, they're angry. Like <clears throat> there's a I'm not gonna get, give any names specifically. But there's a YouTuber I used to watch who, if he didn't get anything about Mario, Zelda, or Pikmin in a direct, he called it a bad direct. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Look at all this other." And it's ha- and then he's like, "Oh, Fire Emblem? That's just some um, anime uh, RPG. I don't care." It was like, "Oh God." So yeah, if, if if anyone's listening to this and knows who I'm talking about, you can tell us in the comments if you guessed right or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there are some Nintendo fans who won't be satisfied unless they have their very specific things. But in general, it's exactly like you said. Most people they like a wide variety of stuff on the Switch. And speaking of the Switch. They're in a very unique position because the Switch, you know, is the first console that's like a major, like, hybrid, like, you know, home console. You could take it, but you can also take it anywhere. So people uh, are porting stuff to the Switch left, right, and center. They're in a position where ports are exciting just because of the prospect that there are some games that have never been handheld before. Or at least not that easily accessible in the handheld format. So even ports can be exciting now. It never used to be this exciting for something to get ported to Switch. But now it is. Yeah, like it's it, it it's it's significant. The Witcher three and Final Fantasy set uh, uh, the Final Fantasy games are a great example. Exactly. So some of those have never been portable, and now they are. Just it's yeah, like so and, and so. I know a lot of people disagree with me saying this, but I think more people are happy that these ports are coming um, because they give people a new option to play a game that they ordinarily couldn't. And I gotta say this. There's one thing that they absolutely can tell on Nintendo fans want Mother Three. Where the hell is Mother Three? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah. No. No. I. I. I don't personally. I don't personally care. But that's just a meme I see that like people just really want their Mother Three. Yeah. If they. If they. If they do Mother Three, no one asks for anything ever again. There'll be world peace. That's the answer. Yeah. Nintendo, you have the power to make world peace. Do it because that literally the internet. Every toxic city in the internet will just disappear if Mother Three comes to Switch. Like all of it. The world, the world, the world, like world leaders that hate each other will just shake hands and realize, you know what, life is good. Global warming will disappear if Mother Three comes to Switch. You call, I'm saying it right here on this podcast. Nintendo needs to go. make it happen. 
It's the only thing that happened. They have the keys to world peace. Anyway. But like, this, so, so the, and this is going to be super short, but that you brought up something that I think is also a problem because people judge the PlayStation uh, state of plays in that manner. Like, if it's not one of the big PlayStation titles that they're looking for, they kind of overlook everything else that's mentioned in these state of plays. And sometimes they're like really good indies or like really interesting titles, like really cool PSVR stuff or this awesome bundle for Death Stranding that looked amazing, you know, the, the cinematics yeah. for, for Call of Duty that were beautiful. I, I think I have been waiting, I, I know you know, but I have been waiting for Babylon's Fall something from Babylon's Fall for two years now. Uh, or a year, however long ago it was first announced at, um, I think it was two years, because it was um, at E3 two years ago, because Sony was at E3 the year before, or maybe it was Square Enix, I don't remember. No, yeah, I think it was two years ago. I have been waiting for something for that for forever, so for me, this was one of the best directs, because I finally got information on it. Um, and yeah. also I got Kingdom Hearts, and also I got um, Resident Evil 3 Remake, which is awesome for me, because uh, you know, we just talked about the last podcast, I, first, I just played 2 for the first time, so now I get to play 3 for the first time. Um, yeah, you get in there, going through Resident Evil. That is, to me, was an awesome direct. Like, it didn't have one of those, like, you know, Final Fantasy, Last of Us, anything for next year. It was Ghost of Tsushima. Oh my god. Ghost of Tsushima. That, that was in this one, correct? That's correct. That Okay, so I guess that would have been the... I, I'm still getting through it. But that would have been the big, like, PlayStation focus for this one i guess i assume and um mm. that is another one that like everyone was hype over since it's revealed at e3 i mean i'm still not over the fact that the leaves in that game look so beautiful and so did the grass i just want to play it because it's gorgeous so like this direct to me was awesome and anyone, you know, who is just like, like you said with the Nintendo one, if it's not something that you're interested in, um, you just don't care. It kind of sucks because you should really give a chance to a lot of the things that they're showing off, which is why I kind of respect and like the fact that Sony doesn't just focus on one thing because it gives us an opportunity to see so many other things. Like how many people yeah. got to see Babylon's Fall for the first time? And exactly. might have not been interested. It is literally Square Enix and Platinum Games, two of my favorite developers together making a game. Like, yes. <laughs> I I needed this since it was revealed. And I saw it and I was like, oh my god, this is like Astral Chain, but even better because it's on PlayStation and it's beautiful. Like, oh my god. Um, so yeah, I just... It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good place to uh, close us out on. The closing thought is basically that, um, you know, we all have different interests and in what we want, what we don't want. And we're all going to go into these directs or state of plays with expectations. That's just that's just how it's going to be. And if those expectations aren't met, you know, it, it, it's, it's easy to be a little bit disappointed. But I think the biggest takeaway that we could probably take from all of this is that you should go in with these things with an open mind. You know, there's a lot of great games out there. Um, you may you may find something that you weren't even looking for, and then end up enjoying it. And if you're waiting for, and if there's a game that they show that you that you're interested in, but might take forever, well, you know what? There's probably a whole bunch of other stuff that's coming out right now. That's another thing about some of these direct state of play. They sometimes have those um, it's out right now things, which are always a little nice thing. So you never know. There's uh, there could be something that comes out that'll come out, you know, maybe a few months before what you're waiting for that looks interesting, and then you'll have something to occupy your time with, like. Games are fun, people. Just just play them and look for games that you enjoy. If your backlog's not already too swamped like ours and pretty much everyone else on HP Critical, but you know, games are fun. 
Exactly. Don't stress. Don't don't stress. Okay. Yep. And with that, with that, I think we're gonna leave you guys for now. Um, you guys can let us know in the um comments of either the article or the social media, all that good stuff. What um, what you what you look. You can or, email us at. I said they can also email us at hpcriticalgaming at gmail dot com. Yeah, send us some emails. We'll read those. Yeah. We're interested in hearing what you guys look for when you're uh, watching a state of play or a direct or the other things like inside Xbox and what have you. And you, you tell us some of your favorite directs or state of plays. We want to hear all that too. They've been doing it. Both of them have done a few of them so far. So we want to know what you guys care about, best moments, all that good stuff. But anyway, we're going to leave you guys for now. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>